0: We are just about at the end of January, which seems crazy already. Like, how did that happen? Time just goes by so stinking fast. But as we're going and ending the first month of 2024, we are going into the second month. So it's time to check in on the first month on how we did for our budgets. And if you are prepping and planning for the month of February, this episode is going to be great for you because we're going to go over four budget tips to help you stay on track with your money. Now, I am not a financial professional, but we have learned a lot and lot and lot of things over the years uh, to help with our budgets. And there are some things that are really important to follow. And so I want to share four of those with you today that really help Uh, hone in on what you're actually wanting to do for your future, and by following these four things, you're bound to see progress. You're bound to be successful with your efforts in saving money, in figuring out where your money's going, and to be able to plan better for your future, and that is what I want to share with you today. So let's get started. Are you ready to stop the chaos, the stress, the overwhelm that's filling your life? I'm Renee Matt, and together you and I are going to build simple routines that are going to change your life. When you put these habits into practice, you're going to be able to organize your life in a way where you can be there for your family, pay off your debt, save money, your house can stay organized, you don't have to stress about what's for dinner, and you still get time for yourself. So without further ado, let's get started. Welcome to the Routine Advantage Podcast. When I wrote these four down, I actually have a lot more than four. So if some other ones kind of trickle in, then count them as bonus tips (laughs) because I definitely there, I mean, there are so many more. Oh my goodness, I can't talk. There are way more than four tips to help you stay on track with your budget. But I wrote down four of them today to really focus on because I really think if you focus on these four You have to be successful with it. Like there's no way that you aren't going to be successful if you really look at these four and you follow these four and you really try hard with your budget, you're going to see success. And it doesn't matter what your income level is. It doesn't matter what your expenses are going out. It might be a fast progress. It might be a slow progress. It just depends on what you're doing, but really you you can't go wrong with these four. So the first one is to always plan your budget before the month starts. Now, if you are listening to this episode and it's mid month and you were hoping to do a budget, I don't advise just waiting until the first of the next month. Like if you're ready to do it, sit down and do it mid month, absolutely. But then moving forward, always plan before the start of the month. So it's January here. We are at the end of January. What you really want to focus on doing is before January closes out to plan for the whole month of February. And the reason I like doing this is because it sets you up for your full plan before you get into the month so that you're not reacting to everything that's happening because once the month starts those expenses are going to start rolling in and you're going to have to pick up gas and or get gas and pick up groceries and bills are going to start coming due and life gets busy and before you know it you're a week into the month and you still haven't sat down to figure out your budget you've already got money going out you don't know where it's being tracked like it just becomes kind of chaotic and messy and you're always feeling like, oh, I need to do the budget because I need to figure out where our money is. And it's just a lot easier to plan for the month ahead um, because then you, when when the first rolls in, you already know what you're going to do. So to do this, you really want to just sit down and brainstorm everything. Now I do teach about doing a base budget and then um, using that as like a template as you go into each month. And those are on my um, workbook. So you can definitely walk through that, but really you're just brainstorming all of your expenses. So these are your bills, any like normal expenses that aren't They don't necessarily have a due date, but it's like the monthly expenses like groceries and gas and essentials for your home, things like that. You're also looking at any giving or charitable donations, gifts, church, all those things. Um, The other kind of random expenses like car washes, postage, fishing licenses like those things that you know are upcoming and that you're going to be spending money for you want to track all it. so you're just going to brain dump everything onto a piece of paper and figure out what do you have to to pay for in the month of february and then once you do that you're going to figure out where what your income is your minimum income and you're going to start deducting things so that you can create your zero base budget. So I'm not going to get into the details of doing this because uh, I do have some previous episodes on how to actually build your base budget, but you can go back and listen to those. But really, this one is focusing on just making sure that you hash all that stuff out before the month starts and you're figuring out where your sinking funds are needed and everything so that you go into the month with a full plan on what you're going to do with your money. And then number two is to track your expenses real time and also to anticipate your expenses. So what I mean by this is when you figure out how much you are putting towards all these different areas in your life in that month, Then you can start tracking as you spend. So you can do this multiple different ways. There are a ton of different ways to track your expenses. You can do this just simply by using a paper and pen and tracking everything as you go. You can use an app. You can use a spreadsheet either on your computer or maybe like Google Sheets on your phone. Um, You can even take the cash out into categories and put them in envelopes. Some people will mark the envelopes and do cash envelopes. You can do all sorts of things and if you need to test out multiple different ways to find what works best for you, then definitely do that. Um, For my husband and I, we like to use Google Sheets and that way I can update everything on my computer or my phone and it works really, really well for us. But you have to find what works best for you. But As you spend money, what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to go in and you're going to want to track how much you spent and where you spent it. And what this, the purpose of this is to deduct that amount from your category that you had budgeted in. So if you are You know, if you have an amount for groceries and you go spend some money at the grocery store, you need to deduct the amount you just spent from your grocery budget. And the way that you can do that is manually or in those apps. We like the spreadsheet because we can, you know, add in the formulas to where it can automatically deduct it for us. And we know um, that way, but there's lots of different ways you can do it. And I think I mentioned it in a past episode that Dave Ramsey has an app called Every Dollar, and there's a free version that works really, really well. So if you're looking for something to track, you can set up your whole budget in there and track your expenses, um, which is awesome. So if you need to do that, go to Every Dollar and get your budget set up in there. But that is what you can do um, for there. And as far as anticipating expenses, so... When we get paid for the week, um, we actually look ahead. And so not only are we paying all the bills for that time period or for the period that we're going to be, you know, needing to use that paycheck, we're paying the bills, we're putting money into the sinking funds wherever we need to, all those things. But we're also looking ahead. So if we are, we do this two different ways we're looking at, say you need, you know you're going to need $100 worth of groceries in the next week. So I actually will put in $100 in the tracked expenses and I put hold next to it. And what that does is it pulls from our balance. So even though we haven't necessarily spent that $100 yet, it's pulled from the balance. So we aren't seeing the amount left, like, oh, we've got some extra money to spend. That's not the case. So I actually pull it and put a hold on it so we're, like, visually seeing a lower amount so that we spend less. It's, like, a weird mind trick. You don't have to do it that way. We just do it that way because it just works better for us. (laughs) to make sure that if you don't see the money there, you're less likely to spend it, right? And the other thing that I like doing as far as the anticipating expenses is making sure that when you're planning for your month, you're actually looking into the following month just a little bit as well. So if you are looking at February and you're planning for the month of February, what you're actually going to want to do is look at where your paychecks come in in February and where they fall in the first paycheck in March. And the reason I do this is because a lot of times just because the the month of March has started, we might not necessarily have that new influx of cash from our paychecks because what if we don't get paid for a week week and a half into March? Um, we're going to need to make sure that we have some money still coming into March before we actually get the first March paycheck. So what I like doing is looking at the paycheck in March and then figuring kind of backtracking and figuring out, okay, what bills are due um, prior to that paycheck in March? what are we going to need to pay for? And so say that is, you know, $300 that we're going to need before the first paycheck of March hits. So then in the February budget, I will actually account for $300 planned for next month. And so that actually gets held in our budget and that gets accounted for in our February budget, even though it's technically for March, we just need to make sure that we roll over at least a hundred, or at least that three hundred dollars into March, um, rather than just ending with zero. I hope that makes sense. It's kind of it's kind of confusing if I can't visually show you, but I hope that makes sense. I, that was one of the biggest things that helped us when we were first starting our budget, and we still do it to this day. So that is a huge one. Number three is to always wait at least 24 hours before making a purchase online. And there's actually kind of a twofold reason here. One, if you put it in your cart and you log out and you wait at least 24 hours, they are so good with marketing that the majority of the time, you're going to find that you get an email or some sort of notification that says, hey, have you forgotten something? Here is a reminder to purchase something. And certain companies also usually say, hey, here's 10% off or whatever it is to try to get you to come back and make a purchase. So not only could you save money, (laughs) it also gives you a twofold chance of also really thinking about whether or not you actually need that. Um, Before we started budgeting, we would just go onto Amazon or wherever and just buy things as it came up. Like, oh, hey, we should get this and we would just buy it. When we started budgeting, we got really cautious, I guess, about where we were spending certain funds to make sure that we had enough. So we we really like second-guessed everything we were purchasing and we found that because we were a lot of times waiting to buy it until either the next paycheck or until we had a certain amount in our sinking fund to buy certain things, we would just put things into the Amazon cart or wherever it was, but we would never check out immediately. We would just put it in the cart and then we would think on it or we would have a discussion about it. And we more often than not, all of those items would go hit to, or we would end up hitting the button like save for later. And all of those items would just get saved for later, saved for later, saved for later. And then we would go back and be like, oh yeah, that's right. We had something in our cart. And we'd go back and look at all these different items that we had saved. And it's like, we don't need any of this stuff. It's like, we would have just wasted so much money on just buying things that we didn't actually need and we no longer even wanted. But just by waiting a little bit, it made us like second guess all of those decisions and we ended up not needing it. Some things, yes, absolutely we would we would get and we would end up needing or or not needing and then regret the purchase. But it always gave us time to really think about whether or not it was actually a smart decision. And it also prevented us from just cluttering up our home even more buying things that we didn't actually need. So there were many really good things about putting that practice into place. And I know there's a lot of people that will say, you know, we we can buy anything we want as long as it's not over $100. And if it's over $100, we have to discuss it. And I think that is a, a good practice if you don't do that already. But at the same time, for us, I mean, we talk about everything. And even if it's, unless it's fun money, because we budget fun money. So unless it's fun money, we pretty much talk about absolutely everything we buy. Even if it's something as little as like some $15 dollar frother on Amazon for coffee in the morning. Like I I do have a frother. <laughs> and and it sat in the cart for probably a good week before we actually bought it because I did decide like we I do want that. Um I use it. Tony doesn't use it, but uh it was like $15 and we waited for it. We decided to do it because we are like really tracking everything we're spending. And that was, it had to come out of our home or essentials budget wherever we had planned for it. And so we had put it in the cart and waited on it and to de- to decide if it was actually worth it. Were we actually going to use that? Do we still want it? And we ended up wanting it. But there are so many things that were in our cart that we didn't want anymore. So if you have a tendency to just put things in the cart and buy them right away, I strongly encourage you to Give yourself a limit that you have to wait at least 24 hours before you buy anything online and just really think about, do I actually need this? Is it something I need? Is it something I want? Will I actually continue to use it or is it just going to take up space in our home? Am I just wasting money? Would I rather have the cash to put towards our goals or would I rather have this item? So that's a really good practice if you um if you have a tendency to spend quite a bit or have some impulse purchasing uh habits. The other thing, the number 4 tip is to make sure that you are celebrating your accomplishments. And this one can sound kind of silly because it's like, well, if we're paying things off, that's accomplishment enough and I don't need to go the extra mile to do these things, but there's something about visually seeing your goals coming to fruition. When you can look at if you are, you know, budgeting, whether you stay on budget for the month or you are like paying off debt or you're trying to save a certain amount for something, when you are trying to do those things, tracking it and seeing it in your budget is amazing. Like that is vital to to be able to do those things and really have a plan and seeing where you're spending everything. But when you actually take the time to really celebrate what you're doing as well, there's something motivating about it that it helps you reach your goals even faster. And we did this when we were paying off debt. We had this letter board, like you know the ones with the black uh, background and they have the grooves, and then you pop these like little plastic white letters into it. That's what we had and we had it above our fridge when we were paying off our debt and every paycheck we would update it and put the amount um put the amount of where we were in our debt payoff and every single time, it was, we, so we actually did it from top to bottom. So we took the starting amount of how much debt we had to, and then we would subtract it every paycheck when we would put money towards our debt. And so that number kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And then it would hit because we had thousands of dollars worth of debt. And every time it would hit that next thousand, and it would just drop another thousand lower. It was always so exciting, and we both got really into it. And it was it was just a really encouraging feeling when we would bring that letter board out and update that number until it was eventually down to zero, which was so exciting. But then now, like because we don't have that debt that we're trying to pay off anymore, now we have flipped it and now it's a savings goal. So we have big goals for a house. We want to eventually get into a house that has land and we want some big dreams with the home that we want for our future. So we're trying to save a good chunk of money Towards that, so instead of a debt payoff, we're actually we have a big goal, and we're tracking the number, and it gets reduced every time as we save, for to tell us how much we have left to save towards our goal, and it's just it's kind of bringing back that same encouragement because every paycheck we go and we update this letterboard to show us how much more we have to save, and it's it encourages you when. Purchases come up to be like, okay, do we really need that? Because if we spend it, it's going to take us away from our goal that we have right now with our home. And so when you have a goal in front of you, it really makes you think twice about what you're spending and where you're spending things. And it just makes you a lot more aware. And so I highly encourage you, whether it's a letter board, um, you can even print off like coloring sheets. There are tons of them on the internet where you can get some for paying off debt or, or for savings goals. And then every time you contribute towards this goal you just color in a certain amount and then by the time it's fully colored in you will have reached your goal those are really exciting too um you could even get like one of those big whiteboards from the dollar store and like one of those um uh, what are they called? Like the little like cardboard whiteboards? It, I can't think of what they're called right now, but I'm totally blanking. But you could get one of those and decorate it all up, and you know, put it in your closet if you don't want it hanging on a wall. If it if that feels tacky to you, but do it somewhere where you see it. So if you need to put it in a closet, make sure it's a closet that you're opening often, and every time you see it, you can just keep. Keep that goal front and center so that you're always thinking about it because that will help you get even closer to reaching that goal. It gets... Way more exciting because eventually you're going to start seeing the progress and it's going to start snowballing and it just makes it so much fun. So even if it's really hard and difficult in the beginning of this process, the more you get used to doing this, the more exciting it becomes and you will start seeing this shift and eventually you'll look back and be like, I can't believe we went this long without doing this and you're you're never going to be able to go back to... Not budgeting because it's such a benefit to your life. And so those are my four tips. But I do want to just mention that as you are going through your budgeting process, you always want to focus on progress, not perfection. Every month will not look the same. Every month will not be perfect. And even if they're not perfect, it's not a reason to give up. There are many months where we don't hit exactly our goals for what we budgeted, but then there are months that we do. And either, no matter what month it is, we're always focusing on trying to be better. And so that is what I want you to focus on is focus on the progress and learning about yourself and your money habits and all these things and just keep trying and keep planning for it and find ways that will help benefit your habits and stop your bad habits. And it, like one of the things that we did recently is we were trying to save this big chunk of money, but we we were having a hard time sticking to the goal of how much we wanted to save each month. And so instead of having our checks deposited and then we transfer the money, we were have a ten- having a tendency to get our checks pay all our bills, figure out what expenses we had and then it's like Ugh, that feels a little tight. So we would reduce the amount that we were saving for the month and we weren't hitting the goals that we wanted each month. So we learned that about ourselves. And so we actually reshifted some things with our checks and so we ha- we figured out exactly how much we wanted to take out of each check and we direct deposited that amount directly into a savings account. So we don't even see it. It it directly goes into our savings and then we get the remaining amount into our checking account that is to divide up with our budget. And that, it's just this little thing, but it has helped a ton because then it's not the action of moving that money over and feeling like, ugh, that's... (laughs) That's going to leave us with not very much money to to spare if we're going to have this big goal reached. But having it directly deposited, it makes it exciting because then you see that chunk of money go in there and then you also see... The the progress we're making towards our savings goal and then what we have left, it feels a little more doable. And the other thing that we were talking about is like, it's hard right now because we're going through this, but it's for a short amount of time. We know once we hit that goal, it's going to free up those funds. And so it'll be just a short amount of time that we can do this sacrifice to really reach our goal. And when you sit down and figure out what it is you're working towards you can figure out how to do the same thing. And it's just, it's so much fun. And I, I hope that these tips help you and encourage you and motivate you to sit down and plan out your budget. Because even if you didn't do it in January, or you totally fell off the wagon in January, you can still plan for February and just reset in February. And and that starts now. Is planning it. Ne- it starts now, so that you can have a really great month coming in um, into the next month. So. I hope those were helpful for you. Uh, I would love to know if you have any budget tips that help you save money and help you reach your goals, uh, or if you even have any like favorite tracking apps, things like that. Um, I would love to hear that. You can come in and share that and have a conversation in our Facebook community. It is a free community you can come join. You can join us at facebook.com slash groups slash the Routine Advantage community, and That is it for today and I will see you on the next episode. Did you love that episode or learn something useful? If so, would you do me a huge favor? My goal is to grow this podcast and help as many women as I can break free from the overwhelm so they can truly enjoy their life the best way for me to do this is for you to leave a five-star written review on your podcast app and to share this episode with a friend or in your Instagram stories. I appreciate you being here. I hope you have a wonderful day and I will see you on the next episode. Take care.